Hey folks, welcome to Stephen Runs Vegan. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Stephen, and I do run vegan. Had a really nice run this morning, actually. I uh, had a beer tasting session last night. Uh, One of my favorite bars in Harlem uh, is run by this great guy who's a brewer in the area, and there's a lot of interesting craft beers, mostly Dutch stuff. And I used to, you know, go regularly. I enjoyed the bar. It was a nice atmosphere. But yeah, sadly, these days, that's not possible. But instead, he's doing this delivery, you know, pickup beer thing, uh, getting lots of nice, interesting beers from all over. And once a week, there's a Zoom conference call in which everyone has the same set of beers. And he we, we drink them together. He talks through them, some history, some, you know, information about flavor or how it was made. And it was really enjoyable. I, I could see why... In many of the the people in, in the call were uh, two or three in a room, you know, family or family or husband and wife or something, because there were six beers and that was a lot to drink on my own. I didn't drink six beer um, fully. Uh, after the second or third one, I just had a half of one and yeah, put the rest in the fridge. Very enjoyable, but I woke up this morning feeling a little groggy. I wasn't bad, but I was just, ugh, you know, didn't. Didn't feel all that good. St- stayed in bed a little bit longer than I should have. But I had a cup of coffee. And uh, yeah, I wanted to get out running. I'm I'm running a lot more regularly these days. So I did, didn't want that to change. Just as I was getting my running gear on, the clouds came over and it started lashing rain. And whereas before that would have been a great excuse. Like, okay, not running now. It's raining. I have rain proof i have waterproof gear i can run in the rain as the dutch say thankfully i'm not made of sugar so i'm not going to melt i'll be fine and yeah about five minutes after i left the house the rain stopped i had um, the the right shoes on because the, the ground was quite muddy it was a lovely run now i'm back in just faffing about doing bits and bobs and decided okay time to record a podcast as you might be able to tell already i don't have a lot to chat about today or so today, you you might be able to tell, it's going to be more of a rambling, catch-up, conversational episode. I don't have an interview with some inspiring friend of mine, I'm lucky to know. Thanks for those who gave some feedback on my recent interview with Danny. That was a really great one. She's a wonderful person. So once again, Danny, thanks so much. It's a long one, but if you, I know a few people who have listened to the whole thing in one go. And yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I hope there's something there for you to enjoy. I thought it might be nice to tell you about how I ended up where I am now. So, quick backstory, I'm Irish, born and raised there for 23 years, live in Dublin for a lot of my life, consider myself a Dubliner, but my family now live in the countryside, and I, I live there too, Westmeath, Clonmelon County, Westmeath. But I left Ireland in 2013, 2013, I, I went to Germany. I'd finished university and had a couple of years or a year or so of living on my own in Dublin, working a couple of basic jobs, paying rent, just, you know, early 20s, living independently, and it was really enjoyable. But after a while, I, I lost one. I lost my job, actually, and yeah, long story short, had to find a way to pay the bills. That led me to start job hunting, and I found a, an opportunity in Germany, working for Ryanair which had never crossed my mind. But I studied German in school and I I knew a few Germans and it was a country that really interested me. So I wanted to get over. And this gave me the opportunity. From there, again, this this is all a very long story short, but during my time there, I met a Dutch girl. We started a relationship and I moved here. 
partly for her and partly because of a better job offer. So I spent three years living in Germany in a very small, very beautiful, but you know, small village near the Dutch border called Kevelaar. And I would heartily recommend it for a weekend. It's a gorgeous little town, a lot of uh, beautiful architecture, a big cathedral, a very nice place. But for three years living there in your, in your 20s, wasn't much going on. But I really started to enjoy the Netherlands. As I said, it was right on the border. You could walk or ride a bike across the border and by train, by public transport, you can get to a few Dutch cities. And I would often do that on my days off with friends or on my own. Go to Venlo, Nijmegen, uh, Eindhoven. We even went to Amsterdam sometimes. And I went to Dutch uh, German cities as well, excuse me, like the likes of Cologne and Dusseldorf, Dortmund. They were cool, but I just had more of an interest in the Netherlands. And yeah, at the time I had a Dutch girlfriend, so that's obviously going to skew things a little bit in favour of her country. But around that time, I also found a better job offer. Uh, I, I worked out of a very tiny airport in Germany. It was a regional thing. And I wanted to do something real. I wanted to feel like I was working at a real airport. And the opportunity to work for EasyJet in Amsterdam Schiphol came up. Schiphol is one of the busiest airports in Europe. And it's huge. Um, and yeah, I, I loved Amsterdam. I loved the Netherlands. And this job opportunity came up. And yeah, I jumped at it. So I was looking for a place to live nearby. And one thing I didn't realize, well, I knew it, but I'm, I'm not the only one who loves Amsterdam and the surrounding area. The rent prices, the property prices are insanely high. The demand is incredibly high. Uh, long story short, again, it's it's very hard to find a place around here. I had to be in within one hour, 30 minutes, within 90 minutes of the airport in case I was called for work. That's the contractual thing. Found Viewed an apartment in Hilversum, which was a bit sketchy, but fine. A uh, nice place in Leiden, which yeah, it was a tiny little apartment, apartment, but it was in a nice area and very cheap. So Leiden was an option. University city. It's, it's a cool place. And then the third one we saw was in Harlem. And Harlem was just never on my radar at all. Like I said, Amsterdam was where I wanted to live. And I knew about Harlem being the original uh, name of the, 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 the district in New York is named after this town, this city. Uh, it was a nice day trip from Amsterdam. I would see it recommended in guidebooks and online, that kind of thing. So that's pretty much all I knew about Harlem. I'd been through there once before. Only I'd been through Harlem once before, but there was some family event that my, uh, of my ex. It was in the countryside, but we were driven to Harlem Station to make our way home for some reason. So I had seen the station before, but it, the, the trains were chaos that day and there was a lot of delays and it was just no fun. So didn't remember anything. I just wanted to get home. But we arrived in Harlem for the, the apartment viewing and pretty much instantly I realized, ah, this place is really nice. And I'm, uh, here we are, four over four years later, I'm still here and I still think it's really nice. The one line I say about it constantly is that Harlem has all the best things that Amsterdam does and none of the worst things that Amsterdam has. And that's a bit simplistic, sure. Uh, the rent here is also really expensive. It does have some bad bad points to it, but nothing, nothing like Amsterdam, I think. So I love Amsterdam, still do, but the crowds not not at the moment, but typically the tourist crowds were insane. The prices, cost of living, you know, eating and drinking out, it, it was everything was just so overpriced and overcrowded, seemingly. If you tried to go there on a weekend, once I went to see something with my friends in the cinema, and we were going to go for a drink afterwards, and we. 
almost forgot it was Friday and we were in Amsterdam and we tried to find a spot in a bar for three or four of us to have a drink on a Friday night and it was just impossible. So you don't really have that in Harlem. You have tourists, you have busy times, certainly around festivals, special occasions. The the It can get quite busy with tourists in the summer, but the cool thing is the Harlem tourists are nicer. You know, the 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 typical English group of stag do guys who come here for a weekend they go to the red light district, they go to coffee shops and they drink in bars and just cause trouble and they don't care about the quaint day trip to Harlem. They don't make it out this far. So the ones that come to Harlem are generally nicer, more interested in culture or I, I don't know, you know what I mean. There's a certain type that don't make it outside the, the canal belt of Amsterdam. They don't come to Harlem and so it's spared. Yeah, like Amsterdam, Harlem has a red light district. It's a much smaller one, and it's certainly not really a tourist attraction. It's it's a red light district. It's a area for sex work. And it also has coffee shops. Plenty of them are scattered around the town. So it's got all those Amsterdam things, but just in a much more gezellig way. Gezellig is the Dutch word for cozy, nice, comfortable, calm, you know, just chill. And that's certainly Harlem in comparison to Amsterdam is best wel gezellig. And the location of Harlem is great too. It's just really, it's nicely located for the airport. I can get there easily enough. It's near the sea, which is amazing. It's closer to the beach than Amsterdam. In fact, the local beach, Bloemendal, some have, some of the marketing things call it Amsterdam Beach, which uh, annoys the locals. And it's a fairly Dutch thing that, or a thing that annoys Dutch people now is that all the tourism, all the marketing campaigns rename everything Amsterdam. So Utrecht might be, in the Amsterdam area, Lelystad Airport, if that ever opens, is going to become Amsterdam Lelystad, even though they're two different cities. Amsterdam really is marketed and prized and dominates everything here. So anything within a two hour radius of that city is called Amsterdam, whatever. So that's a pet peeve. Don't don't say that to Dutch people. They, they won't like it. You call it the Netherlands instead of Holland and realize that there is so much more outside of Amsterdam in the Netherlands that's worth seeing. So yeah, it's it's Harlem is really well located. It's about a 30-minute bike ride, 20-30 minute bike ride to the beach, which is what, six, seven kilometers maybe. And in between Harlem and the beach, you have national parks out Kennemerland. The Kennemer Downen are the, the dunes, the sand dunes that make up a kind of a hilly area between Harlem and the beach. And it's really nice. There's forests there, you have lakes. Any of the running photos, or if you if you see my follow my social media, you'll see a lot of trees and lakes and nature stuff that's always where i am in national park south kennemerland yeah it's really pretty i often in the summer I'll, i will go to the lake for the day instead of the beach because again on a weekend the beach can be crazy busy and it's but yeah so i live in harlem which is a city but it's not huge i can walk to the other end of harlem in 30 minutes it's got a beautiful old center if anyone's never been and you live around here maybe not right now don't travel unnecessarily but in general, um, Harlem is so worth a visit. You can do it all in a day if you want to, or like me, you can be live here for over four years and still feel like you're exploring it. The old town centre is, uh, you know, ringed by canal, and once you're in there, basically you can't go wrong. Like I'm from Dublin, and I love Dublin, but there are some areas I just wouldn't send tourists. Not really dangerous. They're just they're not nice. They're not touristy. They're not pretty. It's it's just functional. But in Harlem, like there's nowhere you can't go in the centre, that is. Every little side street is a postcard. You can just turn left, turn right, turn back, go up, down and all around, explore everywhere. And 
There are so many nooks and crannies, huffias, those little secret courtyards. There's something like 40 to 50 huffias in the city of Harlem. Cathedrals, museums, the eating and drinking, socialising, which is, again, such a tragedy of 2020 that it can't be done because, like I said, I've lived here for four years. I haven't even done half of the restaurants and cafes and bars and you know, hospitality places, there's so much diversity of food, of drinks, of culture. It's it's really wonderful. The shopping streets are very nice too. It's got a quite an independent vibe. So on the main shopping street, you'll see all the typical high street stores that you'll see in every other city in the Netherlands and probably in Europe. But off that main street, every other place, you really don't see, there's not a Starbucks in every corner it's not really a chain franchise mentality. There's a lot of boutiques, independent booksellers, or just a whole whole host of small businesses to support, which is wonderful. So yeah, if you're if you're into your shopping and unique things that you can't find anywhere else, I should I should be on the Harlem Marketing Board. I'm doing a good job, I think. Yeah, I really love it here. Uh, I've I've made some friends through different things. There's a big expat community here in Harlem as well, which is great. Through a pub quiz in the Irish bar in Harlem, Tierney's, I've met the group of friends that are now my closest friends here, and I love them all. And it's a mix of Dutch and German, French, Irish, in my case, English. I have uh, many expat friends here, so the community is nice. It's a good mix. And of course, it wouldn't be uh, my podcast if I didn't mention beer at least a couple of times. I already have. But the, the beer scene in Harlem is great. There's two major breweries i say major as in they're big craft big microbreweries if that's the way to say it yopen which is the the star of the the harlem beer scene i guess they started about 20 something years ago and about 10 years ago they opened the yopen kirk which is the yopen church so they they built a brewery and a bar in an old church and it's gorgeous really unique uh, thing to see and do in harlem it's on the top it's off the top of everybody's list I only really go there now when I have friends or family visiting because they, they want to see the open kirk. It's just one of those things that you've got to do. And yeah, they, they make good beer. It's a nice place. So happy to do that. Alcha is my personal favorite. Alcha is the other, the, the second biggest brewery here in Harlem. It means little owl in Dutch. Hard to spell if you don't speak the language. I'll link it below. They make a whole host of, you know, diverse, fascinating beers. They, you want something different, you want something a bit kooky, that's probably them. And they have they have their breweries out of the city in, in an industrial area, but they have a bar and a bottle shop on the one street in the center of town. And yes, again, twenty twenty, when when this is all over, if it's all over, that's a really nice place to hang out. The staff are really great, the people who go there to drink are really cool as well. So yeah, the uh Alcha and Yopen are the, the big two, but then going smaller and smaller, you have so many others. The one I talked about earlier was a beer bar called Local. It was run by this guy who also has Brilliant Brauhaus, so a brewery as well. And he makes really nice beer. You can get it in shops and you know restaurants all over town. And to me, that's where the what's the wheels meet the ground. Is that what the phrase is? <laughs> to me, that's how I got into like the craft beer scene here. I I like craft beers. I like trying new ones. And I don't know anything about brewing and. I would go to the supermarket, buy what I liked and enjoy it. And that was all I did. But then I would start to go to these craft beer bars 
Sometimes you would meet the brewer. I'm drinking a beer that the guy behind the bar serving me. He made the beer and he's talking, telling me about it. Recommending new places to try. You, you hear about events. And in that way, I've really got to know a few people in the, 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 the beer scene here, which is cool. Because, yeah, I like like running. Running is great. I would do it if it's just me all day, every day. But it's nicer when you have a community around you as well. People you can relate to, people you can talk with, bounce ideas off, get suggestions, help from, advice. It's always nicer when you have that. So to be connected to a community is important, regardless of the activity. And that's, again, I, I'm, I'm repeating myself, I know, but the great thing about Harlem, it's it's not too big or too small. There's so much, so many things to do. There's clubs and activities, sports, a whole range of things. And it's, I know a lot of people who live in Harlem from work and also just personally from friends and, you know, other things. But I could walk through the city any day of the week and I probably won't bump into any of them. Like it's, there's, what's the population of Harlem? I have to Google this now. Hang on. Some live editing here. Harlem population 2020. 235,000 people in Harlem. It's quite a lot. And that's, you know, the, the, the Harlem region, not just the city itself. But that does surprise me because the city is not that big. So, I, yeah, the, the Dutch love their population density. They'll squeeze people in everywhere. Uh, on a bit of a side note, I think the Netherlands is the most densely populated country, certainly in Europe. I think it's just Europe, maybe the world. If you look at a map, it's not that big. I think it's even smaller than Ireland. It's got 16 million people in it. Ireland has four, five million, maybe. The majority of those 16 million people live here, around here, where I am in the, the Ronstadt area, it's called. So that's Amsterdam, Rotterdam, The Hague, Leiden, you know, all the cities along the coast. So most of the people live in this part of the Netherlands in which I'm in, but it doesn't feel crowded at all. It doesn't feel overcrowded. Yeah, okay. Rush hour, pre-corona on a train, maybe in certain circumstances. But overall, they do a great job of distributing everyone. So, that, yeah, you just you get the idea. Harlem is gezellig, it's friendly, it's cosy, it's beautiful. I, I Maybe that's come up through what I've been saying, but it has to be said as a standalone point. The architecture is absolutely gorgeous. Those Dutch canal houses, you know, all the, that row of houses along the canal. You've got a massive cathedral. It's not a cathedral, technically, sorry, it's a church, but it's a massive church right in the centre. We do have a cathedral of the same name, the Bavo Cathedral, a bit out of the centre, which is also really interesting. Beautiful church and not traditionally designed, shall we say. So you have the beautiful centre, which is pretty much unchanged from 100 years ago. I saw a video on YouTube recently, I think of Harlem in 1918, some really early video that's sourced of the, on the streets of Harlem. And it was also recognisable. Like the, the, the cars are different, it's black and white, obviously, and some roads are half pedestrianized half you know uh autonomized is that the word but you know those old-fashioned videos where people and cars are just kind of zigzagging through each other aside from all that though it looked very recognizable it could have been just a movie set actually harlem was a movie set now that i remember you know oceans 12 the oceans series of movies in oceans 12 they go to amsterdam for some heist i forget the details but there's a scene in a train station and they couldn't use Amsterdam station because it's so busy and it would cost too much to shut it down. So they went to Harlem. The, the train station in Harlem is gorgeous. 
And it's certainly a lot easier to close down and a lot less um, trouble to close down a bit of Harlem station to film a scene than it is for Amsterdam. So yeah, there's photos of Matt Damon, Brad Pitt and George Clooney chilling in Harlem. There's a great video of George, sorry, uh, Brad Pitt walking through the station. And it's it's my local station. Imagine your local train station and you've just seen Brad Pitt walking through. This is what, 2005 or something. But there's thousands of people. Girls are screaming. There's security everywhere. And he's just looking badass in a white suit and sunglasses. All very cool. And I'm like, that's platform two. That's where I get the train to Amsterdam. I found the, the the photo of the three of them chatting. And in the background, you see the like structure on the wall, the, the piece of the station of the platform where they're standing. And I knew it. So the next time I was getting the train, I walked up and went, hey, there's that little bit of platform where Matt Damon, George Clooney and Brad Pitt were filming the movie. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Harlem's been in many more movies. It's just a beautiful old place, very picturesque. I hope this little rambling uh, spiel about my, my new hometown is worthwhile. I remember when I first moved here, when we moved in, me and my ex, we had to register at the local town hall and you know did all the paperwork, got all the official stuff out of the way. Then we got this, we were told to go to the the tourist center, the tourist information center in the Grote Markt, in the main square, and they would give us a welcome gift. Oh, that's nice, a welcome gift. Okay, we didn't know what it would be. And they just gave us this plastic bag. Even the plastic bag was cute. It had like Harlem skyline on it. And it was full of random little bits. Yeah, I think there were like keychains and uh, magazines for like culture in the area. We got a a pack of flower seeds and lots of just little gifts postcards i think i still have one up in my fridge here and i thought that's awesome i've just moved to the netherlands i've just officially registered and my welcome gift was my you know paperwork to my bsn number if people will know it like to say that i'm officially living in the netherlands that that was enough and then they give you all this cozy things uh, and that day, I remember, never forget, we, we walked around, we took in our local area, just north of the station. There was, I, I found this park nearby my apartment, which is where I still live in this apartment, and I still run in that park almost every day. I just couldn't believe our look. There was, along that canal park water area, there's some, so many fancy houses, and you'll see a BMW or a Porsche. And I had such imposter syndrome, I thought, oh no. They're going to discover that we're here. I'm going to get kicked out. I don't belong in this area at all. And the truth is, you know, my street, my little part of town is not super fancy. There's not a Porsche outside my door. It's more everyday, more ethnically diverse, more working class. On that, there is one. Har yeah, Harlem is a very white town. It's very monoculture. And that's that can be a little annoying or not even annoying. It's just. Take Tinder, for example. I, I don't use it now. I just got sick of it and I'm not meeting anyone these days anyway. Corona. But I would be swiping through and everyone looked the same. Everybody dressed the same. Everybody, sorry, not everybody, many people had the same sort of style. And that's the thing. I think that's a Dutch thing in general, but certainly here in Harlem and in this part of the Netherlands. So that that's a little bit... Yeah, which is why my friends are both Dutch and international. We're a bit more alternative, a bit more out there. And and don't get me wrong, it's not all, you know, not it's not a uniform. Not everybody dresses the same. There is a lot of variety culturally, socially in Harlem, but not as much as other, other cities. 
I go to the likes of Den Haag or Utrecht and I see much more. But hey, Harlem's got a town with uh, rich history, rich people. It's got money. It's fairly white, fairly affluent. And as a result, there's so many beautiful areas. I can go for a run or a bike ride through these gorgeous residential areas, you know, beautiful cafes and restaurants and houses and tree-lined boulevards and all that. But that's also, they're, they're the wealthy areas. That's Overvein, that's Bloomendale. So yeah, what do you think about this kind of style of podcast? I know this one's very different. I haven't scripted anything. I'm just rambling into a microphone about the town I live in, looking out the window at a little bit of the town I live in. I'm just thinking out loud. It's just, you know, stream of consciousness kind of stuff, pouring it into the microphone and seeing if there's anything worth listening to. So as much as I love the town of Harlem itself, but you know, the Netherlands, I've lived here for four years and I I've have so much more exploring to do. I think that's the case with everybody in their home country or wherever they have made home now. You, you there's too much to do and you, because it's your own area you feel a little like ah no what's the point I want to I want to see somewhere new but lockdown 2020 corona stuff has made us all explore our own areas a little bit more just yesterday I went to Zanseschans not for the first time I've been many times I've been four times before I think Zanseschans is another like Harlem another one of those recommended day trips from Amsterdam and it's basically what everyone expects the, all, all of the Netherlands to be. It's very quaint, very cute, like a, a strip of windmills all along the river, the, the River Zan. And it's really gorgeous now. They've clearly, it's a, kind of a folk museum, like an open air folk museum. There's a clogs workshop. There is, you know, a row of windmills all looking stunning and really well maintained. There's souvenir shops and it's very quaint, very old fashioned Dutch. Very touristy, but it's beautiful. It's a really nice place. Cool thing I didn't realize that I had never known is that it, it, there's all the windmills are there because it was an area of industry, and it still is. It's it, aside from this little corner of the river where the the folk area is. Otherwise, it's just an industrial area, and it's some people. I heard the Zan called the Chocolate River, which is really sweet because it's a really big like cocoa and chocolate making area. That's where a lot of the factories are. So all the time you're walking through these windmills and in this beautiful little area, the whole place smells like chocolate as well, which is just, sometimes the wind catches the right way and it blows this fragrance up your nostrils. And oh, it's lovely. It really adds to it in a in a rather unique way. So I'd been to Sanchez before and it's gorgeous, but I didn't realize I, I had no time yesterday, no rush, and I just kept walking. Oh yeah, I went there for the Dutch vegan bakery, Zanserbakertje. So there's this bakery which the owner, I think she converted to Islam, if if she if I remember the story correctly, and she stopped using certain products as a result. But then from from that it led her to vegan baking, like discovering how to bake vegan products. And I'm not sure if the woman who owns the place is fully vegan or not, but there's this quaint, old-fashioned, traditional bakery. And it still is. It's just the, the town bakery. You can see loads of locals coming in, getting their bread and having a chat, and that's nice. But it's also like vegan heaven. It's got all these old-fashioned Dutch sweets and pies and savory treats and breads that are veganized. One of the things I do miss, people ask, what do you miss when you go vegan? And they, they ask, do you miss fish or cheese? Or they name a food. One of the things I really miss is going to a city or a country abroad and trying the local thing. You know, um, 
pastel de nata in Portugal or having pizza in Napoli, whatever, pick your pick your thing. Nine times out of ten, most of those local delicacies, the local dish, are not vegan. And in this case, it is because there's all these really old-fashioned, really traditional Dutch treats made vegan and made really well, like to the same quality or better, I don't know, but they're delicious. So I, I visited there a couple of times yesterday on my walks. And otherwise, I just wanted to look around. It was a really nice autumn day. It was, you know, pleasantly fresh. It wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. So in my wandering, I found the, you know, the folk park with all the windmills and all the, they have the first ever Albert Hein, which was awesome. Albert Hein's a big chain, supermarket chain here and now, but the first one ever is this tiny, cute little building and you can still get a coffee from there. I didn't realize the Hope, but I hope is there as well. So I went walking through Zondike, the, the town nearby, just strolling, really pretty houses, really nice streets. And suddenly I come across this craft brewery, which I kn- I knew the name of, and I knew I'd had their beers sometimes before, but I didn't know it was right there, like five minutes away from the vegan bakery. So another point to mention, Corona, once this is all over, I'm going to have a lovely day with friends. We're going to binge at the vegan bakery and then go for a walk in the park and then have craft beers. It'll be a wonderful evening. So yeah, um, Zanseschkans was great. Uh, Harlem and Zanseschkans, there you go. Probably number one and number two on the list of other things to do outside Amsterdam on TripAdvisor. So it's not exactly, uh, I'm not revealing any secrets here. But they're really beautiful places. And I feel so lucky to live in Harlem. Uh, just to still say it now, ich bin ein Mug. I'm a Mug, I guess. Mug is the Dutch for mosquito or a Dutch slang for mosquito. I think that's what they call Harlemers. I don't know why. Uh, I'll try and find the etymology, the, the origins of that phrase. Why Harlemers are called mosquitoes. And if I do find something, I'll link to it in the episode description. But yeah, ich bin trots um ein Mug to sein. I'm very proud to call myself a, a Harlemser Mug, a Harlemer. And so, with that <laughs> rambling episode, I'll leave you there. Thank you so much. Uh, I have another interview coming up soon, which will be a lot of fun. As an old friend, coming back again. And until then, the usual wishes. Stay safe, stay well, take care of each other, do your best with this virus this damn virus we're hearing you know hearing reports about a vaccine that's underway or coming into the public sphere something made by pfizer i don't know the 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 rules or what what has to be done but where there's more concrete talk of a vaccine not being that far away and yeah that would be wonderful if it's safe and you know if it's effective hopefully i'll be the first one in line if it is but uh, yeah don't lose hope, guys. We're all in this together. Everyone's suffering. Everyone's trying to find their own light at the end of the tunnel, their own joy, their own, you know, silver linings, all, all of those cliches. So don't be too hard on yourself. If you're surviving, that's enough. Sometimes I have to remind myself of that. It's a global pandemic. We're going to look back at this as being such a tragedy in our history books. And you can say, yeah, I lived through it and I did okay. I'm still here. So don't worry about the yoga classes or the learning a new language or becoming a master chef in the kitchen, whatever. All of that stuff is great. And try to be healthy. Try to do your best. Try to be happy and entertained. I'm trying to find my ways to occupy the incredible amount of free time I have in a constructive way. But if you're just having a bad day, like I I can do as well, it's okay. Just, you know, watch cartoons on Netflix 
Try and go for a walk. That's something I'm really loving. And it relates to the fact that Harlem is a, you know, such a nice town to walk through. But to be out in nature helps me so much, calms my mind, nice to move my body, fresh air, all that good stuff. But yeah, just find your joy, find whatever you makes you feel nice and do that. So yeah, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you listening in, really do. If you'd, if you'd like to do even more, and that would be awesome, you can find this podcast, share it with people, subscribe, download, click the like, the hearts, the review, whatever interaction you can do with this show in whatever form you're listening to this show. There's probably more. And if you feel like sparing 30 seconds, two minutes of your time to leave me a review or share it with friends or on your social media, that would be awesome. Guys, thank you so much. I love you and leave you. Bye-bye.